Oh, it is a joy and a privilege for me to be here and even being here last night. It is an outstanding time. And I, I like being a part of what God is doing, especially in the lives of women, because there are many times where you feel cut short from the dreams that you had in your life. One of my biggest goals and something that God put on my heart long ago was that my dreams for my life was to release the dreams of my family. And that's my dreams. And he said this, if you do that, I'll take care of yours. It's like I don't even have to work hard at the dreams that I have in my heart if the dreams is to release the dreams in my family. And that's just something that God gave for me and something that He is doing inside of my life. Now, it may be different for you and your family, but that's what God has done for me. My wife and uh, Heidi and I, when we met, uh, some of you know this, I was 12 years old and she was 13 years old. I'm 38 right now. I'll just leave it at that. And so we've been together for over 25 years. And I thought, Lord, you have, you have definitely took us on a wild journey. But I remember when we were growing up together, we would always dream. We would always think about owning a home and always think about, you know, having the car. And, you know, when you're 13 years old, 14 years old and a teenager, the bus was your vehicle. Or you ride bike. Like I would play football at our high school and... Heidi lived maybe two or three miles away. She would ride her bike to pick me up after practice on her cruiser. You know those cruisers with the big wheels? That's what she picked me up on. And then I would, I would pack her back home. She would sit on the handlebars, and then I would pack her back home. And she would just lie down on my shoulder, and I would just ride the bike, and we would go home. Well, the easy thing was coming there was uphill. Going back was downhill. So I got the better end of it. It was easy for me. But as we continued to grow up, it was about dreams. It was, boy, one day this can happen. One day we'll be together forever. And, and we had that fairy tale kind of ending. Well, when I was 15 and she was 16, we had our son. And it's like everything just crumbled. And we thought to ourselves, then how are, how are we going to do this? How is this going to happen? Well, as time went on, we came to... Uh, actually, she moved here to the Big Island and started to attend church. I was still living on Oahu. By the time she was attending church, I graduated and then I moved up here. And then when I moved up here, I had to go to church because that was the rules in the house. If you live here, you have to go to church. And I thought, great. That's not going to work out. I hate church. Now I oversee one. So that's how God works. I don't know how He does those things. And the more and more I understood that God had a plan and a purpose for us, the more I understood that He put those dreams there. He's the one that, that, that fashioned the dreams together. He's not the one that's shocked when we say, God, here's my dream. You know that chalkboard out there? God wasn't surprised when you wrote it down. It did not shock Him. And the dreams that you put on that board, some of them are long-term goals. Some of them, when I looked at them, I thought, you can already do that. It's just we limit ourselves. We put limitations on our lives because we think that we're not able to. And usually one of the biggest reasons why is because we're limited. We're not able to because of a certain financial condition that we're in. Or we're limited because of someone else in our life that doesn't agree with it. Or we're limited because of our children and they're young and maybe you can't do that right now. 
You see, regardless of where your dreams are, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we all can dream live. Do you realize that everything God does is in real time? There's no editing. There's no cutting and pasting. He dreams with us live along with the mistakes. There's no whiteouts. It's along with the mistakes. And here's the coolest thing. God hangs with us even though we go through those mistakes. Because He dreams live with us. To God, your dreams have already happened. It's done. It's done. He's just waiting for us to dream live. Every single one of us have the ability for the dreams that God has given to us to come alive. And we're going to look at some practical things on what we can do so that we can dream live. And because we've had such excellent uh, speakers with last night and this morning, there's so many things that they have already covered. So I'm just going to touch up, almost like the icing on the cake, in order for us to dream live. Because God has dreams for us, every single one of us. You see, if we're not faithful in the little things that God has given to us, then he's going to say, how can you ever obtain this? If you're dreaming here on owning a big house or owning a home, are you taking care of the home you have now? Yeah, but I, I'm living with my parents or I'm renting right now. doesn't matter. Nobody actually owns a home. We lease everything from God. We're managers and stewards over what he blesses us with. That's all it is. No one owns land, really. Once lava goes over it, it's gone. But we really don't own anything. We're stewards over what God blesses us with. Sure, your rent money will go to someone else, but that money goes to someone else too. God owns everything, even our dreams. That's why we can dream live. But we got to be faithful in the little things. Because if we're not faithful in the little things, then we're not going to be faithful in the much. Heidi and I always talked about, and this is when we were, uh, you know, getting more in shape and, and trying to exercise and do those things. And we thought of going to a gym and, and doing those things or buying DVDs. And we've done those things. But then we thought about, what if we had like our own personal gym at home? Could we just do that? Uh, because if we're not faithful in just doing that, why since pay much more money and we're not even going to be faithful in doing that? And sometimes it's motivation. You know, if you pay $100 or $80 for the health club, it'll motivate you to get there. So that's not a bad thing. It's just for us, I thought to myself, if I can't even do, you know, 10 push-ups a day, there's no way I'm going to go running around the block. i got to be faithful in the little things. And so once we made that decision to be faithful in the little, people would give us exercise equipment. They'd say, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to use this. Is there anything you can do with it? And we said, yeah, we'll take it. So someone gave us a treadmill some years ago, and we have used that thing. I mean, that thing is dying right now. The, the belt is kind of, you know, it's kind of ripping. But my wife will go out there and she'll say, you know what? I was going to go and work out for an hour, but I'm just going to do 10 minutes. If I can just do 10 minutes, I'll be okay. Next thing you know, she's out there for an hour. You see, if we can just be faithful in the little, we'll be faithful in much. I'll go out there and peek, and I'll say, how are you doing? She's good, and she's running on the treadmill. She's, she's saying, oh, you know, tomorrow we have to do this and do that. I'm not even listening to her. I'm looking at her. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's running in slow motion with her hair. Anyway. Uh, and we're over. 
And but but I thought to myself, you know, Heidi, you're doing something. You're doing something. You may not run a marathon, but you're running for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. You're doing something. And the Bible says it this way in Luke 19:17, and this is where Jesus is giving the illustration about being faithful. It's when they were given talents, you know, the, the, the talents and, and the ownership of cities and things like that. And Jesus said, well done. And he's given the illustration of how a king is speaking. He says, well done. But the king exclaimed, you are, tr- you are a trustworthy servant. You have been faithful with the little I entrusted to you. So you will be governor of ten cities as your reward. It's like God is saying, if you can take care of this one thing, if you can govern this one thing, I have no problem with giving you ten more. I have, I have absolutely no problem. Because I know that that will be taken care of. See, the dreams that God gives to us really are not our dreams. It's His for us. Tell me He won't supply every single thing you need for His dreams that He gives to us. He provides everything. Years ago, when we were renting our home, we were uh, outside and, and, and in the yard, and, and we would play volleyball and things like that, and I thought, boy, I wish I had a bigger yard. I mean, I wish I could have a bigger yard. Then we could do this. We could put up a basketball thing. We could, you know, we could have animals. We could have dogs and, you know, all of these things. And, and uh, after a while, it's like the Lord says, just be faithful with this. Be faithful with this. And then my wife would want to garden, you know, so she would uh, buy those little plants and then she would try and garden as best as we could. But we were renting, so we couldn't really garden. Everything had to be in pots. But she would try her best to garden. And, and I remember one time she, made, uh, she planted strawberries and the thing never bore fruit. I said, what kind of strawberries are these? She goes, maybe it doesn't grow well here. And it never bore fruit. Actually, I think it bore like a little one. It was real tiny, and then the bugs ate it. I was like, oh my goodness. And then we always talked about, you know, having a gallery because we like art and, and, and uh, you know, having our own gallery. My wife loves crafting. She makes cards and things like that, and she always dreamt about doing those types of things. And I thought, Lord, you've given us everything right now. Why are we going to hope for that? We can dream lives now. And so we, just were, we were faithful with whatever God gave to us. Well, that was about maybe, maybe 13 years ago. And so as time went on, just being faithful with what God has given to us and, and, and focusing on Him, not the actual dream, as we began to build our relationship with Him, He gave us wisdom along the way. And so I just want to show you a little video clip. This is just raw video of where our home is today. And I'll kind of talk us through it a little bit. Let's show that. And this is our home today. And that's some spruce trees. That's a ranch fence because she likes the posts. And it keeps... I'm, I'm driving in our property. And that's our little hydrangea. She loves that. There's our little doghouse, our backyard. That basketball rim, just to let you know, that came true. And uh, that's our yard. That's her... And this is her garden area. Well, that's the other backyard. And that's her, that's her tomato plant. That's her grapevine going on the thingy. That's her Norfolk tree. That's the plant that Keala gave to her. That's our green onion, which I love. That's our pineapples. Those babies are good with lehingmoy powder. And that's our little pineapple coming up. There's a, I don't know what that's called, Heidi. And that's some poinsettia thingy. And look, strawberries. 
<laughs> and that's uh, basil, lemongrass, that's uh, lavender, that's a little baby, whatever that's called, Heidi, I don't know. That's parsley, and that's our gallery. That's bold. There's our horses. I'll tell you the story about this horse after. That's Blue, Nalo, and Kailua. We don't have those horses yet, except one. That's, of course, Jesus. That's the line of Judah. That's our oldest son, Justin. That's a painting from her dad. That's Jordan. There's her horse, Strawberry. And let me tell you about this painting. I bought that about, I don't know, maybe four years ago, Heidi. I cannot remember. So that painting right there, we were at a gallery and we're, we're looking at all of these different paintings. And then we see that one and my wife falls in love with that one. And we look at the price and, and I'll tell you the price only because um, it, 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 it is expensive. And I thought, I, there's no way I can buy this thing. It was, I think, $2,300. That's expensive to us. That's very expensive. But when I saw this and I saw the look on my wife's face, I, I went through the Christie syndrome with that coach purse and I thought, I don't know if we can afford this. And then this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, what are you willing to do to purchase that for your wife? And I said, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, I'll weed whack yards. I'll wash cars. I'll do whatever it takes. He goes, I already gave you the talent to come up with the finances. And it was through artwork. And so, and she didn't know this. I went to the uh, art, what is it called? The curator or art person lady. She, uh, and I said, um, I want to buy that. She's really? I said, yeah. And so I bought it. And this is what the Lord said for me to speak to my wife. And I said, Heidi, the Lord wants you to have this as a gift from him because he wants you to start dreaming once again. And so, of course, she cried. And Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a hero or anything because that's not what I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking for what God is able to do when you dream live. That it's happening in real time. So they shipped it to us and we got it framed. And we have the certificate of authenticity and, and the title. And we didn't know the title. It's called Streets of Dreams. I was like, God, you are amazing. I cannot believe that you would actually name it that. And he says, it has already happened. I was just waiting for you. It's a done deal. God dreams live. That picture of the three horses, uh, that was for a Christmas gift uh, for Heidi. And so I drew those three horses. The one in the middle we named Blue. The one on the top left-hand corner is Kailua. The bottom one is called Nalo. And those two are her horses, and that's my horse. But we, didn't, we, didn't, we don't have horses. And so I drew that, I think, in 2007, maybe. Somewhere around there. And so that, we just put that up. Just as a reminder that they exist. We just haven't met them yet. And so they exist. Well, one of our friends caught wind of that. And, uh, and they heard about one of our dreams of owning a ranch and... and Heidi loving horses. And so this really good friend of mine had another good friend of his. And, and he says, hey, um, how about you give one of your horses to Heidi? And the guy said, sure. And so Pastor Alex called me because he was the one who asked his friend. Pastor Alex called me. And he said, okay, I have, I have, a, I have a deal. 
someone wants to give Heidi a horse. And I said, first thing came to my mind, where am I going to keep, where am I going to keep it? I, I don't have no place to keep it. How am I going to feed it? I only have one acre. That's like in a day he's going to eat the grass. And it's all weeds. How is he going to eat this stuff? And then, and then I felt God just speak to my heart quickly. He said, I'll take care of the rest. Deal or no deal. And so I said, you know what? Um, I, I don't know. I, let, me, let me think it through because I got, I got to ask the Lord, what, what are we going to do? And instantly I knew it was the Lord. Well, I called the person that actually gave Heidi the horse and I said, you know, I, we don't have land. We really don't have land. And there's no place that we can keep the horse. And this is what he said. He said, oh, that's no problem. You can leave it on our land. We have, and he named so many acres, which they run free, and, and they're, they're healthy. And he said, you, you can visit him any time you want. And that was Pastor Sione and Margaret. And Margaret was here last night. I don't know if Margaret is still here today. It's, I don't want to point her out, but sorry, Margaret. I just have to thank you for that. And this is what they said. They said they felt God saying that. So we go to the ranch where uh, Pastor Sione and Margaret lives, and, and he said, go pick your horse. And so we went up there, and, we're, and there's two horses that it came down to. And so Heidi said, I picked that one. And she named him Blue, because she knew that that was the horse's name. And Pastor Sione goes, how do you know the name? And she said, well, that's what I wanted to call my horse. He goes, that's, that's what we've named him. And I thought... Uh, this is not possible. This is not possible. So someone else catches wind of this. And when, my, when Heidi was a, a little girl, remember Strawberry Shortcake? She always wanted a horse named Strawberry. Someone caught wind of Blue and giving the horse to her and saw her that next week. And she said, Heidi, I, I heard you, that you were given a horse. She goes, yeah, I finally got my horse. His name is Blue. She goes, I don't know why I didn't think of this. You can have my horse. Now, I'm not trying to embarrass people this morning, but Emma Chong gave Heidi her horse, Strawberry. That was the horse's name. I'm like, God, you, like, that's what I'm talking about. God already has your dream. He's just waiting for us to move on something. Now, Pastor Marshall was talking about wait and wait. And while you're waiting in that time, because there's some things that you must wait for. Because God is processing you, not your dream. He's processing you for you to be ready for the dream that He has for you. Because you will not be able to handle it if you're not ready. And while you're waiting, do something about it. Heidi was shopping at, at, uh, at Macy's, and, and I'll go with her, and we'll, we'll shop around. But we had Jaden with us, our grandchild. And so I'm pushing him around in the, you know, the, I was going to say the cart, the stroller. And, and, you know, he's in the stroller. But every time I stop, he gets fidgety. He's like, eh, eh. She goes, you have to keep moving. Otherwise, he'll get fussy. I said, well, where am I going to go? I am keep going around. She goes, you can circle me as I shop. <laughs> <laughs> And so we did. Listen, circle your dreams if you have to. But shop at the same time. 
God dreams live. It's happening right before us. Don't just speak the dream, move on it. Because God is always at the works of your dream. See, sometimes we use excuses to limit us from the dreams that God has for us. Don't allow limitations to limit your dreams. Don't, let, don't ever let limitations limit your dreams. Whatever that may be. Because it'll come up. The limitations will come up. When we were, I think my kids were, actually I can't even remember their ages, but they were, they were little, not babies, but they were maybe toddlers and, and they're six years apart. But we had a dream to take our family to Disneyland. And I seen somebody's dream up there was to, take, uh, to go to Disneyland. And that was one of our dreams. But we looked at the price and we thought, there's no way we can afford this. And then God says, if you're faithful in the little, I will make you faithful in much. So if you save even the little you have, then it'll amount to much. And so we started a, a, a Disneyland jar fund and filled with change. And we had an index card that every time you put money in there, you would put the amount and then you would add it up. And I remember we put $5, 20 cents. We find pennies. We put the pennies in there. You know the pennies you find out on the road? That's not pennies somebody lost. God threw them there, seeing if you're going to be faithful with that. Now, sometimes, I, you know, shame, yeah? So I tie my shoe. And I pick up the... <laughs> Let's put them right on the side. My wife's not ashamed. She'll go, thank you, Jesus. I'm all with Germex after. She don't care. Put them in her pocket. But that's that's what we felt like. God is saying, I'm giving this to you. Are you able to save a penny at a time? It took us seven years to save. And we all went to Disneyland. And it was the greatest time. But it took us that long. But in the meantime, we were dreaming live as if it was really happening. I studied up on Disney. We would, we would uh, you know, especially watching Disney movies and then seeing the behind the scenes type of things like that. It, it continues to spark the dream and keeps the dream alive. But if we don't, if we don't dream live, then by the time we get there, we won't even know it was our dream. We'll get frustrated. We'll have a difficult time. Dream live. Because God has already made that possible. See, limitations are, are not what limits us. It's what we do with the limitations that limit us. We're going to take a look at this video in, a, in just a moment. See, videos uh, that we show, it's to spark the dream. Because God wants to do something with your imagination. It's like these two mice that, that they needed to feed the family. Well, there's this shelf with all the cheese in the world. The problem was the only way up right before that was a mouse trap. So there was no way up. And these two mice are standing there and they're thinking, how in the world are we going to get up there? If we step on that, we're dead. Well, these two mice are looking at that. All of a sudden, here comes this female mouse. And she goes, what are you guys looking at? They said, well, we're trying to get the cheese, but we can't because there's a trap. She goes, 
I don't see a trap. I see a catapult. I said, what do you, what do you mean a catapult? Mm-hmm. I'll sit on it, you hit the trap, and I'll go flying to the top. And they said, who's going to spring the trap? She says, I don't care. Whoever you want. And I thought, every single person has limitations. Every single person can look at a situation and say, I'm trapped. Or they can say, that's a catapult to even a much greater thing that God sees for me. Carlin talked about it. Christy talked about it. Pastor Marsha spoke about it. Bunny spoke about it. But God has already fulfilled your dreams. He's just waiting for you to catch up to it. Don't let anything limit you. I'm going to read you a dream of someone found in the Bible. It says, I pray for them. I do not just pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours. And all mine are yours. And yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. Now, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I, I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them are lost. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, and that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I and them, and you and me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known since since you have sent me. And I, I have declared them your name. And I will declare it that the love with which you loved me 
may be in them and I in them. And in everything that God says, it's already been done before the foundations of the world. That is Jesus' prayer for every single one of you. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you've given us the ability to dream live. That our dreams are happening right now. You're just waiting for us. And Lord, even in the little things that you've asked us to do, maybe we be faithful in that. Lord, I pray for every single woman here today that they will not allow limitations to limit them. But that, but that the dreams that you put into their hearts, that as they seek you, that they will dream live. The dreams you give us are not so that we accomplish the dream. Those dreams are there so that it draws us closer to you, so that you and them and all of us can be one just as you are in your son, Jesus Christ. So we thank you for the dreams that you release in us. If anything, Lord, we choose to dream live because it has already been done for us because of what you have done already. In your precious name we pray. And every single person said, Amen. Amen.